You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. to ranger things we are recording on sunday september 17th 2023 i'm carlo montanino and i'm joined by brendan lyons hey <laughs> brendan's sad today and dave pacheco let's get ready for no news again that you made that sound exciting dave i gotta give it to you <laughs> um so yeah, like as Dave said, like it's a slow week, but we have some larger NHL topics we'll discuss. Um, but I think before we get into anything, uh, I have to tell you that you could always visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to more content, newsletters, and whatever else. Uh, you also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23 or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. All right, let's get into it. Brendan, when you joined this call, the tears were streaming down your eyes. And you've had <laughs> and you've had about a I week had, to digest uh, all this. And then I mean, I think today made it even worse. Oh God. The Aaron Rodgers injury, that's like still kind of a big deal. It's not hockey, it's yeah. the Jets. Brendan, what Aaron, the Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers injury is the most exciting thing to happen in hockey this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me tell you something, gentlemen. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, you know, I'm a little bit of a sad boy, but I'm not as you know. Like I was, I watched the game with my younger brother, and he is like full sad boy right now. Full, like listening to. Tell all your friends in the shower. Shit. <laughs> Sad boy. <laughs> um, you, you know, I've just been a Jet fan for too long to have not seen this coming. <laughs> four fucking snaps. Four plays. And it's over. It's all over. And, you know, I think we were delivered a little bit of false hope because they won the game on Monday night just to get their asses kicked tonight by Dallas, who, in fairness, is a championship caliber team. They're you good. know, so I'll... Dallas is a very, very good football team. I think it's going to be an interesting season. You know, I I try hard to not feel too bad for people like Aaron Rodgers. Just looking at him, you know, putting all of his weird worldviews aside, his weird, you know, darkness therapy, <laughs> ayahuasca, you know, anti-vaxxer, just putting all of that aside and just viewing him as just a human being and a competitor and somebody who is truly great at what he does and really, really passionate about what he does. I do feel bad for him. You know, he invested a lot into this transition. Uh, he poured his entire self in it. You know, Carl, like you and I were talking about before the podcast started, he did help develop a, like a winning culture there, a, a, a new attitude there quickly state of mind uh, yeah a new york state of mind a, a, a new new york state of mind but you know he was at the center of it he's pivotal you know he's 
the type of athlete that you know you you can't remove an athlete of that caliber and expect things to be the same even at 39 but here's why it's like not so bad uh the surgery is already done it was successful it's the same surgery by the same doctor that Colby got at the same age and you know Rogers is going to play until 45 anyway Roger he's got five more seasons and I do truly believe that if he stays healthy, he could play close to the top of his game for another three years, and he could win a championship in New York. That's what he wanted. I, I still believe that. You know, I'm trying to have this sort of like blessing in disguise. Everything happens for a reason approach to this. You know, he's going to be close to the team. He'll be in Zach Wilson's ear for a season. This year, just because of the roll of the dice, was is a very tough strength schedule for the Jets. Next year, just the odds are that it won't be. Like, it'll be somewhat easier. And if he comes back to a slightly easier schedule, maybe a slightly improved offensive line, uh, a fully healthy Brees Hall that's not on a snap count, Maybe uh, things are, you know. If I if I may chime in, um, yeah, go for I, it. I I, I, <laughs> I I can't help but laugh because you know I know I know it's a constant <laughs> joke because I'm a Mets fan, but the parallels between Jets and Mets are it's 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 it's, it's, too, it, it's, it's yeah it's absolutely it's it's scary. So the fact that you said. Now here, here we go. Here's my you know couple degrees of the preparation. Cope, the cope. So yeah, just shocking copium. So first <laughs> off, I, as as Mets fans know, anything that can go wrong usually will go wrong. It happens for the first after the first four snaps for the Jets this year. Um, your 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 brother is consoling himself by listening to Taking Back Sundays. Tell all your friends, right? Co-written by John Nolan. Right, who threw out the pitch to the Met game today at City Field? Oh, shit, because he's a big Met fan. So I, it's just it's the parallel, like the connection is so strong. It's predictive it, programming, Dave. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Uh, and and the fact you know, that you're you're so hopeful for next year, it's like yes, yes, I I, <laughs> I hear you, I see you, you are seen. It's just I gotta tell you. Having all of this hype around Aaron Rodgers coming and, you know. Yeah, just we had hard... Scherzer and Verlander. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I know. The, the, you know, the hard, hard knocks. The head, you know, the, the story about the coach. The, you know, Monday Night Football on 9-11. This fucking guy comes running out of a tunnel. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. The, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> With the American flag, he came running out of the tunnel on nine eleven with the American flag. Dave, sing it in the background while I tell the story. He comes running out of the tunnel with the American flag on nine of fucking eleven, and four snaps later, this guy's leg is broken. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> oh, that's too apropos right there. If... <laughs> but let me tell you something real quick, and this is how I know we live in the fucking Matrix. Uh, like, two and a half hours before the game, somebody on Twitter, somebody on X... David Zaslov. Yeah, somebody on X, X, 
Is that what you do now? You X? You X it, yeah. Uh, somebody oh, X'd on X. It's weird. That uh, that in two and a half hours he's gonna he was gonna rupture his Achilles on a soaking wet. No, but it's not just somebody. Okay. It's like the president of Warner Entertainment or yep. some shit like that. Yeah. So he like wrote the script for the NFL this season. But is right? it a script or is it that predictable that like like turf is dangerous? Like how many studies have to be done? I mean, on it's, turf? you can then you can send that tweet two and a half hours before half the games that most of the games in the NFL and be accurate, but they right. don't. He did and he nailed it, and it was like the funniest possible way to nail yeah. it. Like even and, if it's know, not written, like you figure like. Do quarterbacks in his forties? The the situation with the field was is terrible, yeah. and and it's fake and it's fake. It's artificial. So, right, I mean, it's it's a good like, guess. It's yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. like it's so likely to happen that somebody predicted it would happen. Somebody predicted that a fucking weird wait 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 injury would happen because you're missing, that's how likely you're missing that his account was suspended right after that tweet. Yes, which yeah. That's hmm. weird. Why hmm. would the 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 head of a of a gigantic media company have their account suspended if not leaking the NFL script? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it would like I read something that it would only cost around twelve million dollars to for every single field in the nation to be have their turf swapped out for grass in the NH- in the NFL. And like <laughs> you know, from a from an asset protection standpoint, I feel like that's a no brainer. It's dude, every single high school in the country has grass. Mm, it's well, yeah. most most. Well, like I, I so now here's a problem from the inside of me used to working at a high school for the Department of Education. Um, the turf that they had at the school I worked at was it it was turf, and it has um like basically uh small granules of like old, fake dirt old tires yeah mm-hmm. to give it bounce and stuff like that the problem with the problem with that is uh there's studies have been found like running on that falling on that it's breathing it's, it in <laughs> you're breathing it in your lungs and it's gonna it's got you know high in carcinogens and you know kids people are gonna be developing cancer and they're gonna find out in 10 years that this is all terrible a lot of the fields are like that in the department of education uh for really? them that get that get it redone and and that where it's not a uh, real grass because it's easier to maintain but it's like all this uh particles and you know are getting into people's bodies like i felt like i would cough when i was running around out there with the kids like i'm like what the fuck like i'm i don't understand it's like it's clear out like it's you know it's a cool and like, you're in pretty good day. shape it's like well, just, i'm not actively around. smoking a newport right <laughs> exactly I have that. I have that protective film over the cilia in my lungs, <laughs> so there's no reason why I should be uh, coughing. Oh, it's these rubber part- uh, particles that I'm inhaling on a dust dust size level. So that's the problem. And like the thing of it is, like they have no problem switching, putting in real grass when they have like Premier League soccer teams coming to play in in America. Like they need it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how many of them actually get hurt? on the field yeah. i mean like not just rolling around holding their leg because you know they're, they're prima donnas or whatever but like you know actually get hurt from blowing their achilles out and they're fucking yeah. running for an hour and a half how, straight how, how many of them get hurt as a result of of the the yeah. ground very few i would right. imagine and you know are we like aren't we changing a bunch out for the world cup next year anyway right oh, yeah. so it, it just <laughs> it makes sense to like hey let's just change them all pull the fucking you know, trigger protect your asset you know what i mean you look at 
Like Daniel Jones, the, the New York Giants quarterback, is making $40 million a year for the next four years. You're really gonna like you're really gonna risk a hundred and sixty million dollar asset to, to save to save the five million dollars in not, watering <laughs> to save the like five million dollars over the course of the next fifteen years. Right, but like look at it this way: it 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 if you keep it the situation as it is with the fields and everything, it gives more plausibility to people getting hurt on the field if there is exact uh. Uh, a script that is written for the NH- uh, for the NFL each year. That, so you're saying that the, the the turf fields help enforce the the, the sanctity of the script or like the safety, yes. the security around the script, like, right? Or it gives more plausibility. To so like, oh, so Aaron Rodgers. Like, I mean, I'm you not saw saying, his shit rupture. Like, you I saw, saw his, it roll yeah. up his calf, and I yeah. was like, Dude, I crashed so brutal. hard. Oh, that, that hurt me. The saddest part is the saddest part is when he like. When he stood up and he just looked at the crowd, there was that look. He was just like, like, like I can't believe this is all of like this on nine eleven. So let's no. move on to Chris Drury. So Chris Drury, this past week, he had an impromptu press conference. Not much came out of it. It's like very little, but um, it's been reported that the Rangers do not have any. Uh, tryouts for camp um yeah. that could change but so far nothing and lafreniere and othman both will get some time on the right side during camp that's encouraging that's encouraging um but that's it that's all the news so are we excited about this i think so right yeah. i want to see laugh on the right side there's no reason he can't play the right side yeah i not only do i want to see him on the right side but i want to see him up in the lineup on the left side like i want to see him playing his position higher in the lineup, like on the first, like a first that. line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he. He's. I don't know if he's earned it, but he's earned it. He's put the time in. There's no one who's really. Yeah. What's the depth chart, right? Like he's like I don't see many people ahead of him that really deserve it. Um, but Offman is exciting for me. I think because I doubt he's going to see any NHL time, but maybe a couple games, but. I like getting him the exposure, getting him that taste of it. Like that's that's yeah. exciting for me. Yeah, let him want to speak a little bit. I heard he put on ten pounds of muscle. Holy shit! That's what X. That's what X X at me. Man, X is X is on it. Um, that's good. That's encouraging too. Like I, you know, the, the rookie camp started. We don't have to get into that. No one cares. Um, but a lot of some familiar names that. You know, we want to see move up eventually. Not they're not going to see it this season, really. But it's Othman, and then no one else. You know, I, I can't think of anyone else who is on the cusp that we want to see games from. Cooley. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mind them, but like where, where, like that, it's going to take a couple injuries. Like I don't, I don't want to see Cooley. If we see Cooley, there's a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That means that means all of the all of the bottom sixers that we that we just went out and signed died. have had to be no. Well, it's either they they've died or they've had to move up the lineup due to injuries. And Cooley's right. Cooley's coming out to play bottom six minutes. I mean, if we didn't sign a bunch of these guys, then yeah, get Cooley in there. But we have, yeah, I I, I want him to get the minutes, but I don't want to see him this season. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the great things. We might have talked about this weeks ago. One of the great things about all of these signings is it protects guys like Cooley 
Yeah. And even Offman to a degree. Like Offman, I think it's great that there's no space for Offman to come up and play in the bottom six because he's not a bottom six forward. Offman is a top six forward. There's no space for him in the bottom six. Perfect. Yeah. Which is what we should have done. Shit up. Yeah. We should have did this years ago with Lafreniere. Let Lafreniere cook. Get make space for him in the top six. There's no reason why he's a third liner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just excited. Like these, like again, these small, subtle pieces of news that keep dripping out. Like it just, it's just more encouraging. Maybe not for the results of the season. Um, as time goes on, I'm tempering my expectations a bit. But yeah, the direction of the team, like I like what they're doing. Um, so yeah, it, it's exciting. You know, man, I, I pay more attention to, and I, I think I've always been like this, and this is why so many of the moves that the Rangers have made over the last 20 years have just been so disappointing for me. Because the thing that I value more than more than anything else is, is culture, like organizational culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a little while there, under Tortorello, with that Tortorello core, like we were building a culture with Callahan and Dubinsky and Stahl and Girardi and Boyla. you know we were yeah but you know Boyle we were building a culture and next thing you know our farm system is being depleted again and we're trading away the captain we're trading away Dubinsky we're you know we're, it, it it upsets me dude I think the reason why we can't win is because we don't take the time to win right. Right. You know, Tampa took the time to win right. And that's yeah. why they were so successful. Well, like I, I think that's 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 more indicative too of the uh the personnel we had, you know, with player development and, and um and you know making trades and things like that. Like Slather Slather was uh and and, and what Gortz were uh had the hand in pre- pretty much fucking ruining their farm system over the last, you know however many years before Drury came in. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was the end of an era is dying, you know, dying breed of these old dinosaurs who, who used to know how to build hockey teams and whatnot. And you just can't go by that model anymore. It's, it's happening in, in every sport in, in, you know, you have to get the young blood in there. You have to get people that are under 40 years old. Ooh, you yeah. know, like with, with their perspective and their, um their intelligence you know, behind, you know, hey, this is the way where they can take the macro look of the situation in the league and 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 more specifically the team and say, hey, this is what we need to do if we want to be competitive in the next five years, in the next three years, mm-hmm. in the next, you know, four, ten years. Yeah. You, well, know. you know, you saw Tampa do it before them. You saw Chicago do it like Chicago built a team and won the right way. Yeah. They also uh, got fucking extremely lucky, dude. Like, well, so did we, dude. So did we, you know. And then after Tampa, you you know you like look at the way Colorado built their team. Colorado's not done. Like that Colorado core is gonna. They win still have another three get. seasons to hit their final form. They're just getting started. You know, and the, here's the issue. Here's the difference between the Rangers and Colorado, or the Rangers and that Chicago team, or that Tampa team, or even the current Oiler team or a lot of other teams in the league, we it's, and it's partially our fault. And when I say our, I mean the fans for several reasons. One, 
we want to win all the time, every time, you, you know, and we're, we're not satisfied with, we can't be bad for any, any period of time in New York or we eat, we, we eat ourselves alive Two, we are going to show up win or lose. So management pre pre jury management knew that all they really need to do is put a team together to ha- to get us to buy playoff tickets. Yeah. Couple of rounds in the playoffs. We're going to show up. And it doesn't matter if we win a championship or not, because we're going to be there again next year. Even if we don't win a championship, even if we go 0 and 82, we're going to be there again. We're going to be in the building next year, spending our money. Yeah. So there's no incentive. There's no there was this there hasn't been any incentive for this ownership group to put together a championship caliber team with a with a winning culture. Well, I, I think Dolan Dolan's ego wants a championship team, right? But he's gone so long without one. He's not obviously losing sleep over it, but this is where Sather kind of got his hooks in. And Sather's like, oh, I can do it. I've done it before. I'll do it again. I'll do it. And Sather, I mean, Sather's still what he's like still the the primary consultant to the general. Like he's still on the payroll. Just fucking retire like, already, you old fuck. But I mean, listen, I I wanted to mention this. Like, I agree, Dave, with your point. We're like, gotta get the young blood in. This is good for the game. It's good for everybody. It's good for hockey in general. There is a value to the old guard as consultants right like get uh, yeah i want to hear what you have to say great okay yeah we need more jam we need more great okay and then the gm should be able to do whatever the hell they want the president of hockey hockey operations should be running the team as needed yeah the old guard needs to just be a consultant collect your paycheck play golf smoke your cigar and get the fuck out of the way Hmm. i'll tell you what and this this may be the hottest of all hot takes, but like I think the worst thing to happen to the Rangers in the last you know in our lifetime is for Sather and company. Well, I don't you know. It wasn't even Sather at that point in '94. It wasn't Sather. It was what's his name? Uh, Neil Smith. Neil Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Smith. Um, for him to make all of these insane moves. And then have them pay off. Yeah. I think if we, yeah, if we got bounced in the second or third round in 94, they would have been like, oh, well, that didn't work. We got to do this organically. Yeah. We got to do this the way Edmonton did. You know, we've got a couple of star, we got a couple of key players here like Leach and Kovalov and not even Messier, like Leach, Kovalov, Zubov, you know. I mean, I think, think Messier is the, the 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 crux of that team. I don't think Messier, Messier is the fucking Panarin of that team. No, I think Messier is the no. reason that team pulls anything out of their ass. Like yeah. that's it's a I team. It's a team of superstars. I, no, no, it's a team of superstars that Mike Keenan had an adversarial relationship with, and you had the only way that could be translated to the players was through Messier because Messier got that Messier, not Keenan, got that team to run through walls. Yeah. And Messier was the only buffer that Keenan had. He's the only outlet. So Keenan and Messier, they were going at it all fucking season. And Messier just translates to the team. Like, that's that's how that team works. So, like, Messier is, like, instrumental. Like, definitely all the captain 
Captain America, Captain New York bullshit that you want to give him, even though he's Canadian. He's the captain, right? Um, yeah. I don't think that team does anything without him. Um, subsequent right. years, I mean, obviously, they didn't do shit. I mean, they had a couple good showings, but it's that when that year, and again, they had to bring in a bunch of Edmonton guys anyway. Like, they well, got the I team mean, they, to bring they, in a bunch of guys who won the cup already. They mortgaged. I wonder if, you know, did we need to bring in fucking Larmer and and these guys to win a cup, huh. you know, hmm. back then? Hmm. Like, uh, I see. I seem to remember some episodes, me having a fucking big gripe <laughs> about this, fellas. Yeah. All, you, like, all you really needed was Messi. You're right. Messier. You had Graves as, as his lieutenant. I mean, he was the first mm-hmm. on the ice and the last one off the ice every fucking game. And then you had Leach, who was what, in his seventh year at sixth year at that point he's still a relatively young star truly in his prime and like if you want if you go back and watch those games like particularly like the we like we will win tonight game like messi is not that impressive in that postseason at all i mean i don't i don't know like Like, maybe like yeah i i I, he was nothing he didn't stand out like kovalov had better games than right. Messi. The guy did. who stood out and you were like, oh my God, this guy's a fucking freak was Leach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? But, but I, I think what you're missing is Messi. There's a locker room. There's, yeah, it's, there's, it's a there's, locker there's, room, but it's Messi just played his game every single night. Unwavering. He didn't deviate. Like he didn't yeah. have a bad night. He didn't have a he had a couple of phenomenal nights, but like he didn't have great nights or bad nights he just played his game and made sure the team played theirs that's my so it was almost like he helped temper everybody's expectations of themselves and made them stay in their own lane well but also pull the most they could out of themselves right yes it's like don't don't drive too too much keep playing your game don't stop playing your game and we'll be all anyway my point is my original point was like just think (laughs) Just because it worked in '94 doesn't mean that that's the formula. Agreed. Like, that's Agreed. not. That was 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, it should oh. like it, it. It shouldn't have, and almost didn't work back then. Right. And it should not have worked in '94. That was some miraculous scripting by the NHL right. that year. Um, yeah. Well, it was. You know, it was. It was. It was Leach being a fucking freak. Yeah. And it was uh, Richter being a fucking freak. Yeah. On several occasions, you know they. they King. Yeah, they. He's six foot. <laughs> He's five ten. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, <Brendan. laughs> No, it's. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, hundred percent. We agree. I, I, think, I think. I think. I think. I think we're all in agreement on that. But speaking to the culture and speaking to like progressing towards a new NHL. There's, uh, you know, and I don't want to get into the gossip. I mean, what, what are we doing here? It's a podcast. But Ooh, I don't want to get into the, I don't oh, get into the gossip going. bullshit. Hot gas. The Take hot gas. But Set this, this up. Tee this up. Because I, I think I know where you're going. This is a big story. This is actually a fucking mm-hmm. huge story. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, And everyone probably knows it, but we're going to just tee it up. Oh, tee okay. it up, baby. Tee it up. So <laughs> earlier this week. Uh-huh. Again, we're recording on the 17th. Mike Babcock yeah. w- was reported <laughs> to be forcing players to show him pictures on their cell phone. Hey, this was the first. Uh, come to my office. Like, let me see your phone. 
need I need to put I need to see your phone. I need to put these these pictures you have in your phone. Show me your wife's butthole. <laughs> what kind of person you are. I need to I need to watch it on my big screen in my in my office. So okay, all right, so <laughs> so Ladies and gentlemen, special guest Mike Babcock. <laughs> Mike Babcock, we're gonna get to you in a minute. I want to set this up. You think we can get Babcock on the show? I yeah, Babcock's here. That's a surprise. Babcock's here. <laughs> um, didn't you just hear him? Um, so on the Spit and Chicklets podcast, um, Paul Bissonette, say what you will about him or the show. They came out with this um, insider information that Babcock was having people go through their photo roll and streaming it onto his, the TV in his office, right? And they made a big thing about it, like, oh, you're going to see everyone's dicks and ass pics and all this other stuff. And Coach, he's overstepping. Babcock's a crazy person. And there's a lot of, like, you know, their friends hate Babcock publicly. Um, a lot of people don't like Babcock. He's kind of like a not-liked coach at this point. But... The claim was made that night immediately after the show was released. Um, Columbus said, this is blown out of proportion. We're behind Babcock 100%. This is something he does to get to know his players better. Um, Boone Jenner, the co- the captain, Johnny Gaudreau, they came out and said that Spit and Chicklets misrepresented it, that they were happy to show pictures of their family. Johnny Gaudreau even said, I came here to be with my family more. I'm happy to show my family off to the coach so he can know who I am. However, later on, while the NHLPA was investigating, younger players on the team said they were uncomfortable with it. Now, then it also came out that Babcock has been doing this in Detroit. He did it in Toronto, which we all know the drama in Toronto. Um, He's been doing this. And as like a team building exercise or like as like a relationship building, like, hey, I'm your coach now. I want to know the type of man you are. Do you tell, show me your family? What are you doing this for? Here's my family, like going back and forth. And you know what? Babcock ended up resigning like two hours before the recording of this podcast. So something obviously is either a miss there, or smoke damage control. There's there, smoke. There's definitely smoke there. There's got to be. Yeah. You know, for, for for him to take such such a you know a aggressive action to do that before our podcast was to drop, I mean, like they were yeah. waiting for us to record, right? <laughs> but no, seriously, like there has to be something wrong. I mean, listen, we're we're older gentlemen, and we're we're not we're less part of, or maybe on the cusp of what these younger guys are are about, like you know how they how they think with their mentality is or or their set of boundaries are but honestly if i was in that locker room that would make me feel like i'm like what the fuck who gives a sh- who fucking cares what i have on my fucking phone my phone does not define me as a fucking person i was like my work ethic me showing up you know having a, a conversation with me you know maybe seeing uh, you know what kind of charity work i'm doing outside that's going to show you the type of individual you are you have to look at you know, multiple facets, like, uh, of who you are, like, you know, pictures are just fucking two dimensional. Like y- you're yeah. not going to get the full scope of anything. Well, and yeah, it's, got it, got it. it's, it's, oh. it's up for interpretation at that, you know, to begin with, unless you're going to have them explain every single fucking picture and why they have a picture of it. I have a picture of a, a fucking like multiple dead rats on my phone 
But it's like, Jeez, you know, it's, no, it's not like that. It's like the circle of life. You Fourth see, line like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you, see, like, King. you see, yeah, you see like flies on, on it. And then like, I have a picture of a dead shark that I, that washed up we don't on, even, on the beach. Okay. But oh, I'm, dead shark. That's but, cool. But, but right now, but I'm saying it's like, that doesn't define me. I'm not a fucking weirdo that takes pictures of dead. I was like, no, this is a circle of life. This is something I came across. I found it interesting. Life is death. Death is life. It's, it's, it's all cyclical times a flat circle. But like that, that, that's not going to tell you who I am. Right. I, and you know what? I, I agree with you, uh, but I think I don't, I, you know what? Maybe I'm on Babcock's side here. I think that he wasn't trying to like judge you on your pictures. Like if you showed him the shark picture, he'd be like, what the fuck is this? And you could explain it to him. He's like, oh, that's cool. Hey, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. I got a picture of a shark. That's that's not. A, is that a shark in your pants? Yeah, that's that's my pants shark. Like, no, you fucking no. creep. You're a fucking creep. I, but that's the thing. I don't think he was trying to be creepy. Like, if like my I got hired at a, uh, my previous job, and a big part of that was because you know I bought a house and was trying to have a family, right? Okay, so I know you're not moving anywhere. I know I know you want to be here, and I want you want to play, and I want to work hard, because if you're bouncing around, you're moving, and everything, you're a shitty employee. You wouldn't have made those decisions, right? There is, there is an, and it's not because they're looking through my photos. I think the photos are just an avenue to talk. Like, if my boss asked me, "Oh, you have a family? You have any pictures of your family?" Yeah. Here's a oh oh yeah here's my girls they're doing this they're doing that uh, uh, so I'm gonna jump in I'm gonna jump in here. No, I'm, oh, I'm in. not done I'm just saying uh. that I think that one the older players like I mean there's definitely damage control coming from the older players who've been in the league they're protecting the coach because they don't want the drama of the season of this this happening shadowing them over the season in Babcock's defense, he's just trying to get to the core of who the players are. Like, what are you here for? What are you doing? What do you value? I want to know who you are, Dave. Dave, do you love dead sharks in the water? Cool. Awesome. Now I know who you are. And I could, we could like, maybe I'll find a dead shark picture and show, share it with you. Right now we all know Babcock's an asshole too. So maybe it's not that I'm not saying he's clear, but I'm just saying like, I think there is, a disconnect between the older players who have something to play for and the younger players who just have like Instagram thoughts on their phone. Right. There's, there's, there's a different, there's a different photo roles. Right. But like, come on, you're saving Instagram profile. I mean, Instagram and, and, but they don't have anything else is what I'm saying. Okay. So they're like self-conscious. Oh, he just wants to look at the naked girls on my phone. No, he wants to know what you value in the world. That's like any good manager would. Like I'm a manager. I want, if I, I know the, I know how to pull things out of my team because I know right. what they value. But I also find it, uh, if he really values that, why the fuck did he healthy scratch Mike Madonna one okay, game okay. shy of Brendan, what's your point there? <laughs> Brendan, what's your point? This motherfucker. You guys done? Yeah, yeah. Once Mike Madonna comes up, we know Dave's going to go off the rails. <laughs> Is it my turn? Can I? The greatest can I North a... American hockey player. No, okay. No, go, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> can, I, can I have a few minutes to tell you both how you should feel about this? Okay. So I've got a couple. I've got a couple of points. One, 
my first the first thing I want to say is people are coming at Bizonet for like making this a thing. I'm I am on record as not being a, a fucking Bizonet guy, but put the pitchforks and the torches away. Paul Bizonet did nothing wrong here. Right. Nothing I agree. wrong. I agree. Paul Bizonet did his job here. Point blank. He did his job. That's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing I'm going to say is fucking duh. Obviously, Babcock wasn't going to make it to the fucking start of the season. Obviously, this fucking idiot was going to do something to fuck this up like he always does. <laughs> because it was a bad hire. And we all knew it was a bad hire. We all knew Mike Babcock was a fucking piece of shit. The day before he got hired, the day he got hired, and every day since he was hired, we knew it was only a matter of time before you took that man and put him with a bunch of young players. And, and we knew it was only a matter of time before he fucked this up in some epic way. And boom, here we here we are, right? So, so that's the second thing I'm going to say. The third thing I'm going to say is, Carlo, to a degree, you're right. Uh, you're right about don't throw your hands up in victory. You're right. You're right about a few things, but not for the reasons you think you're right. Okay. Uh, Tell me why I'm right. Like you're right that the older players are like, you're right that it makes sense that the older players are sticking up for Babcock. But here's why, here's why it makes sense because hockey, much like a, like a, a bunch of other workplaces is a fucking toxic community. Hockey is like the the is the most viciously toxic community on the fucking planet. And it makes perfect sense that people who have been in this toxic community for decades would be like, yeah, this is totally normal. What do you like what do you mean it's abnormal that my boss overextends their boundaries? And prides into my personal life, Carlo. If you brought up you you brought up sharing pictures of your kids with your boss, you brought up sharing pictures of your family with with the people that you supervise. There's nothing weird about that either scenario. I'm very close to my boss, and if my boss was like, "Hey, Brendan, you went on vacation with with Sandra. You have any pictures?" I would gladly share those pictures. What my boss cannot do. And say, Brendan, I need you to take the pictures in your phone and create a PowerPoint presentation on them, and your employment is contingent on it. We don't know that that happens. Right? My boss does not have the right to get to know me through my personal information. Sure. I agree. We my don't boss know that that happens. The, my boss has the right to get to know me through talking to me in one-on-ones. Absolutely. Right? Or, and, you know, just – you know, organically as we work together. And that is how Babcock had the right to get to know his players. I'm not going to blame these young players for not wanting, like I see it all the time in my line of work where, you know, I'm a millennial who works in an industry that, you know, is very boomer heavy. And, you know, Dave, you work in the same industry. Like our industry is boomer heavy and it's been boomer heavy. The, entire 18 years I've been in it. And I see these boomers accept atrocity from from the company. Like like working for free, doing other people's jobs because it is the norm 
It is the norm, the normal that had that has been beaten into them over the course of their career. And you know what? I feel for them, but that's not my fault. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm not as a younger employee. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sustain. I'm not gonna tolerate that same level of bullshit. So good for these younger players for taking a stand and saying, "I'm sorry, you fucking boomer pervert," but I'm not gonna show you my fucking phone. Take a fucking hike. You don't belong here. Retire. Nobody wants you here, Mike Babcock. Nobody. This is an old hockey. I'm, you know, I'm gonna. My, my rank is not done, Carlo. I I'm have sorry. something to say, though. Is, I want to put it on a, record that I have something to say. All right. This is an old hockey head hired by a fucking old hockey head. This is a John Davidson hire. This is why John Davidson got the fucking boot from New York, because this is the type of guy who goes out and hires. John Davidson, Mike Babcock, all these fucking guys, they refuse to accept the fact that it's not 1987 anymore. And I'm done with it. Hockey has outgrown these fucking people. So good for the young players on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Shame on Johnny Hockey. Shame on every, any other veteran who tried to squash this from being something. Right? Because they didn't want to show this fucking pervert pictures of their kids either. Right, so, okay. It's not fair to call him a pervert. I'll call him whatever the fuck I want to call him. And All in right. my mind, he's a pervert. All right. In my so, mind, this guy's I, on Wayfair cruising. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Listen, I, I don't cut disagree. that out. Let's I, cut that out. <laughs> I'm keeping that. I I don't disagree with anything you say. I truly agree with what you say. I think that there is a mischaracterization of the situation because again, Babcock's been doing this his coaching career, and no one had a problem with it. And to your point, yeah, maybe it's an old hockey thing, but you cannot tell me that these fucking kids who grew up playing NHL 2010 now are pros are not just like, nah, that's cringe, bro. That's that's giving that's giving lame or whatever bullshit they because they're they're yeah, not so yeah, smart. So you cannot say that they are not thinking correctly because they can't because they're freaking. Uh, of that generation, uh, the X, what, what generation is it? They're, they're stupid. They're, they can uh, barely speak X. the language. No, they're not Gen X, they're Gen Z. They're Gen Z. They're yeah. like, do, So like, are, are, they they, dumb? are they dumb? Yeah. Do yes. they say stupid shit like, oh, let's play chill. And it's give, no, you know, it's giving cringe or it's, it's giving, like, it's giving you know cringe it's, boomer. I'm not going to show you my photos. You know why? Cause they don't take photos of their family. They cannot comprehend the abstract idea of, of, uh, grabbing a moment in time they're just taking screenshots of like freaking instagram memes okay i am the boomer in my workplace i work with gen z 24 7 these kids and i hope they're listening you gotta <laughs> you gotta pull your head out of your ass they're stupid they don't know anything and then everyone said that about our generation they did but you know what we're here. They still and, do. Yeah, they still, they, do, they still do. But you know what? Rome hasn't fallen yet. But we're and the, it will fall under their watch. But this is the thing. We're the ones that who had who grew up with Walkmans, Discmans, fucking uh, MP3 players when they first came out, and 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 now you know uh, we have all streaming shit. We we are the first generation to to uh, adopt analog at a young age. 
and at a still young age, adopt digital. We are the go-between for the new generation yeah. and the old generation because we're elder millennials. Dave, that's giving Johnny mnemonic. Like these Let kids are just, idiots. Just because <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm not saying I agree with you. I agree. I agree that they're idiots, but look, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So right? those kids are correct just because it's Bob Babcock? Unless it's military yeah. time. <laughs> they're they're career just because they say it's stupid doesn't mean the Babcock isn't giving cringe, bruh. <laughs> I am willing to concede. Bro, he mad sus. I'm willing to concede that Babcock is cringe AF. Okay. Yeah, it's giving it's giving Buffalo. He's op. Yo. It's giving put the lotion in the basket. Like Babcock <laughs> is op. Bab op. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like op. when when you go <laughs> We need to. Our official T-shirt needs to be Bab Ops. Babcock has ops in this league now. But what I'm saying is, you have to grow up at a certain point, right? Like it's, you can. It's giving. She doesn't even go here. Like Babcock has been doing this forever, and you have to grow up and be an adult. If Babcock is sitting there saying, "I'm not going to play you unless you show me pictures," that's wrong. But if he's sitting there and saying, hey, I just want to get to know you. You have any pictures to show me of your summer vacation? And they're like, ah, bleh, that's cringe. Uh, I'm going to report this to the teacher. Weren't the the allegations that he was like putting them up on the screen and like making fun of those players to other players? I don't, I didn't, maybe if that's the case, that's bad. I heard that he had them airplay it to the screen in his office. Which is I, no, I mean that's like instead of like doing this and back and forth with the phone. Well, like, sure. well, but, but it's like it's like I from from the from what I my understanding of it was I don't think it was in front of other players. I think it was either one on one or you would There's have like to, another coach in the room or something, right? Or the player would would airdrop their entire film roll. Oh, that's weird. Right, not <laughs> just weird. like select photo. That that's the impression I got. And I was like, yo, that's fucking weird. Of now, all right. So now if. If I was like, I would understand if Babcock was like, hey, take, t- give me five or 10 photos from your, your camera roll. That's like or, a snapshot or, of who you are as a person. Right, 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 right. Uh, of, like that would of, be a cool social experiment. Sorry, right. Dave, go ahead. What do you do when you're, when you're out or, or, or where do you go or who are your friends? Who are your family? Like things like that, that then that, that in that context. Okay. I have no problem with that. And I, can I add something onto that, Dave? Because I course. also work with a lot of people in Gen Z, Carlo, and I am so positive that if if it was that type of situation, like not only would it have not been an issue, but these kids would have really they would have loved it. They would have loved. Yes. They would have loved it. They would have yeah. really gotten up for something like that because these kids, Great even attention. more so than we yeah. did, want to express themselves. Yes, yes, hundred yes. percent. Right, absolutely. They want to. They want to impact their surroundings. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it was. I'm telling you, bro, this, these kids, they might be dumb. They might say stupid shit in weird ways, but <laughs> like they do, they do have their thumb on the pulse of what is just genuinely right and genuinely wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean, the lingo and the slang aside, because I listen, our generation said really dumb shit. Like, it's mad right. brick out. Like, that makes no yeah. sense to anybody. Bro, but, their vernacular is super wackular. Yeah. No one ever said that before, Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they 
I'm not making fun of the lingo. I'm making fun of like a mentality that I experience, and maybe I'm isolated to like you're not a small group of this. But no, you're not. You're not. No, you're, <laughs> you're not. not. You're not. I, I know exactly, dude. I worked in the high school for fucking eighteen years. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> but yeah, if Babcock is like forcing people to send their whole photo roll over, or if Babcock is making a public display of this, or if anything mandated is weird like absolutely yes it's chuggy as fuck bro chuggy as fuck um but with that said he he's resigned so now they there are assistant coaches to coach now so obviously something uh was up right clearly obviously babcock would not resign for nothing so right something something happened here something smells rotten in denmark thank you thank you for bringing yeah. it above a gen z <laughs> it's oh. it's giving fish um oh. <laughs> for me like the last thing i'm gonna say about it is it's giving good riddance yeah i you know what babcock is not gonna get a job again so that's let's, yeah. it he was the best of times of it was the cringe of times <laughs> <laughs> but i i have a question shit was bussing shit was sus <laughs> Went from Boston to Susson real quick. Yeah, facts. Facts. Daryl Sutta is going to get the next job. <laughs> no. Um, I have a question, Carlo, and I know you like to segue into every segment we have. I, well, I pretend to, but yeah. <laughs> I don't understand mm-hmm. something why certain like Ranger fans have hate for certain players. Yeah, yeah. Um. And a few out there in in podcast land don't know what I'm talking about because it's it's kind of it's perplexing to me that are there a lot of people out there that hate Jacob Trooper? And first and, of all, and if so, oh, why? Yes. There are people people hate his guts. I why? What what is the rationale? Because there is no rationale. Are, are you asking me? I'm asking anybody you, with an answer. Brendan, anybody who wants to yeah. like give me just. Uh, uh, you know, context or, or just a valid reason for First this of all, to go around. I, I'm going to let Carlo, Carlo, I'm going to let you finish in a minute, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to let Carlo go first because I've got a lot to say about this, but the only thing I'd like to say right now is, first of all, tip of the hat to Dave for the smoothest transition that was, I've ever heard. That was it's, giving it's, parquet. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 parkour. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Oscar nominee. It's giving Scorsese. It's giving like I've never heard. Yeah, I've never heard a smooth. It's giving Whitewater Rapids is what it's giving because that's how rough that transition that was. was. <laughs> I thought he was working on something smooth and it just got yeah. really bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's good though. Known for my the smoothest of transitions and every facet of my life. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Like I said, I've got a lot to say, Carlos. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you say what you want to say first. Sure. I'm gonna start. Um, yeah, people hate Truba. Every fan-run website and podcast and group on the internet hate Truba. And I think there's two camps. Obviously, there's the I hate Truba or I don't mind Truba. No one loves Truba. I love Truba. Oh, I, I love Truba. Same. I think this is a very pro Truba podcast. I will um, say, in fairness, there's one other pro Truba at the very worst 
Truba Indifferent podcast. Yes. And that Wait. is Blue Sharp Breakaway. They're, uh, you know they're... what? They're the ones I'm, I, that inspired me for the segment. Really? Yes. All right. Do tell. Be- well, I'm not going to get into their show, but it's the whole hate around Truba is that he underperforms based on his contract. Yeah. Uh, which listen, the first player ever to do that, huh? That's a valid <laughs> argument. Like, he, what does he make? It's like $8 million and he's like a second line. He's a second pairing defenseman, but he's the captain of the team. The argument is he doesn't do much to warrant the eight million. I disagree. They, they, I disagree too. They don't see that his leadership ability is up to snuff because these are like the Chris Kreider diehards, right? Right. And then the other side of it is the helmet throw was just a reaction to Gallant, and then the whole team rallied around being against Gallant instead of rallying around, like, a leadership group. Right. So these are, like, the points I'm seeing where it's, like, people don't like Truba. And listen, the most valid is the contract, but it is what it is. 100%. It is what it is. But you know what? What what, what do you give the captain of your team that's the second-pairing defenseman? You right. can't give him three million dollars, especially when he came so, into the, onto the team. You signed him. We did not have a defensive core at all. Yeah. When we signed him. So there's so many things that factor in here. There's so many things. All right, that Brendan, in here. go off, King. All right. The first thing that fact. Like, all right. So I'm gonna say this. Like, I'm gonna start with a blanket statement. Uh, there are. I think there are two types of Ranger fans that don't like Jacob Truba dumb ones and like ones that just just objectively don't understand hockey and how it works and the business of hockey right and just how things happen and you can't just undo things because other things have happened right the first thing that affects our opinion of Jacob Truba is the money everyone talks about the money but Jacob Truba signed a pre-COVID contract and people always they're like they're choosing to not remember that that Jacob Truber signed a pre-COVID contract that contract had the pandemic never happened that contract would not look nearly as bad from a dollar amount standpoint as it does right now right because the cap would have we wouldn't be in a flat cap era it would it would have continued to go up every single year so just choosing to ignore that we signed him pre-COVID is insane. Second of all, when we signed him, we signed him before arguably the best American defenseman in the league forced his way onto the Rangers. There was no way of knowing that Adam Fox was going to be a Ranger. Right. When we signed Jacob Truba. There was no fucking way. So there's two major factors, right? We didn't know we were going to get Adam Fox. We didn't know there was going to be a fucking pandemic that would cause a flat cap era. Right? So Jacob Truba has now been relegated to this second line role where, yeah, he doesn't do all the things that we thought he was going to be able to do. But for those of you who – like, if you want to complain about the money, if you want to ignore everything I just said and complain about the money in a vacuum, yeah, the money sucks. If you want to complain about the fact that he is on the second line and we brought him 
in here to be a first-line defenseman? Do you want to ignore the fact that Adam Fox is a thing that exists, is a person that exists, and we didn't know we were going to have him? Then, yeah, fine, complain about that. But one thing you cannot complain about is leadership, right? If you, like, you, the Ranger fan, you are stupid and you don't know what you're talking about, right? 100, the only person who did not vote for Jacob Truba to be the captain of the New York Rangers was Jacob Truba. 100% of the room wanted him to be their captain. And that speaks volumes. So whether I see it or not is inconsequential. The room sees it. The room room wants him there. The room wants him there. And he should be the captain until the room doesn't want him to be there. And I know a lot of people wanted Kreider to be the captain, myself included. But But we're not in the room. We're not in the room. And, you know, maybe Kreider doesn't want to be the captain. Right. Maybe that's not the role he wants to play. So you know what? Just drink your beer, eat your fucking hot dog, and enjoy the game. This is what I don't get about fucking Ranger fans, man. Just enjoy the fu- just enjoy the sport that you love, the team that you love. Like you, we don't have to be on this fucking mission to be fixing everything all the time. Jacob Truba at eight million dollars a year is fucking fine. Yeah. It is fine. Could it be better? Yeah. Could it be a fuck ton worse? Yeah. It could be fucking Eric Carlson <laughs> at ten. <laughs> at ten. Who is complaining? Who's not even serviceable? Right. You know what I mean? You've got a solid defenseman who protects people on this team. Yeah. Like Jacob Tuber's a fucking freight train. Yeah, dude. He's he's he is the prototypical defenseman. Like this guy. Right. Like I mean, in his, earlier in his career, he was a little bit more of a puck mover, a little bit more offensive minded. Yeah. But he came to the Rangers that first season. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Then Adam Fox shows up. Then we have Keandre Miller, and he's like, "Okay, I have to change my game." And now he's fucking Scott Stevens, but better. <laughs> like he's a better defensive player. You know what he's doing? He's filling whatever role we need him to fill. And which you know what? The, which is what a good hockey player does. And you know what? Like I'm, I'm about to steal this take. Shout out to Greg Kaplan because this is Greg Kaplan's take, but I think it is spot on. You cannot love Keandre Miller and all the strides that Key is making without loving Jacob Truba. Because Jacob Truba is Jacob Truba, like fucking Geppetto, is handcrafting Keandre Miller one shift at a time. Truba is giving daddy. Yeah. It's it's giving zaddy. Like, not even daddy. It's giving (laughs) zaddy. Yeah. So. All right, so uh, in, I just want to compare. Just I just picked a, a, an ex Ranger defenseman to compare Truba to one who's loved, who I love too. Um, so in eight hundred and fifty four games, this ex Ranger, you know, it's just this is career numbers I'm talking about, has seventy three goals, two hundred and eighty four assists, for a total of three hundred and fifty seven points. Awesome. Beloved ex-Ranger defenseman. That's that's a 13-year career. Truber mm-hmm. at year 10 
of his uh, in his career has 679 games played, 70 goals, 217 assists for a total of 287 points. Who do you think? Who Who do you think? Well, my first question is how much of each of their like we know how much of Truba's career has been on the Rangers. This ex Ranger, how much of their career has been on the Rangers? Um, eight years. And not on the Rangers? Oh, you're trying to narrow it down. About six, seven years. Okay. Ago. I mean, two good defensemen, I'd say. What are they? Right. Def- oh. Ryan McDonough. Yeah. I was going to say McDonough. Truba, give, Truba gives McDonough vibes, dude. <laughs> this is the like, best episode. Like, McDonough was, McDonough was obviously more sound defensively. But, you know, I mean, like, fucking McDonough made some bonehead moves, too. You know, remember? I think McDonough, McDonough was, a, like, Truba knows how to play the full defensive position. McDonough knows how to play in the defensive zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the physicality that Truba has. Yeah. And, you know, fucking Ryan McDonough is, like, Rangers... Yeah, he's like yeah. royalty for me. Oh, of course. Everyone, like you all know how much I love Ryan McDonough. Yo, you know, Truba, Truba Truba's has, up there. Truba yeah. has ten game winning goals, and McDonough has twelve, and he has three years more in the league than Truba. I'm it's, I'm sorry. No, uh, like, the thing, it, you're right. It's like I, the 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 thing is, and again, I, this is the core problem that people have. McDonough always had a sweetheart deal on the Rangers. Yeah. And we picked up Truba as a free agent and we're paying him, quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes, too much for what he does. And you know what? Yeah, sure. If we picked him up today. Yeah. But we picked, as to Brennan's point, we picked him up before COVID, before right. well, we, Adam Fox. Well, we thought he was going to be our fucking number one defenseman. Yeah. We signed the number one defenseman when we picked him up. We thought our fucking top line was going to be Truba lingering. Yeah. Like, but that, but that's the thing. So, like, I think this points to the problem, like, as we talk about with the Ranger fans as a whole, is like, much like the younger generation, they don't put things into context because t- context is everything. Yes. Yeah, but here's where it gets weird. Here's where it gets weird. Like, here's where it, here's where it gets bizarro world uh, is that with ranger fans the older they get the more ridiculous their perspective is like the That's more ridiculous true. their opinions it's not the younger they get like younger hockey fans are far more reasonable and they're far more inclined to study the game from like uh from like an analytic perspective and a business perspective like this is this makes the most business sense these are the moves an organization because i think i honestly i think it's because like Kids my nephew's age, like kids in their early 20s, grew up playing NHL in like franchise mode. Like they weren't yeah. playing as players, they were playing as, as the GM. Yeah. As the GM. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the difference. But like, I think but this like, is why we can understand that because, like I said, we're on the cusp of analog and digital. Like we are the segue. All the older Ranger fans I know that are older than us, that are like, you know, closer to 50 and, and, and older than that. One, it's pure get, emotion. Yeah, it's pure you, emotion. With and and two, as you get older, you start your 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 mind starts becoming narrower in thinking in general. You start not giving a, f- a shit about anything but yourself. 
you right. become surly and and it's like i you know we're we're able to bro. what let me tell you something i'm in south florida right now bro you don't gotta tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, all went right to, so... I went to the fucking grocery store today <laughs> i went i went to the Publix today with my oh, dad shit. And I'm just walking to, first of all, it's like a fucking, it's like a cemetery in there, right? <laughs> it's just, everyone's, it's just a bunch of fucking geriatric people complaining about the prices of things. Just refusing to accept the fact that it's not 1993. Like, inflation doesn't exist. Like, how could this be? Can you believe it? Can you believe cereal is $8? Right? And it's just like, it's, it's, it's just, they're all just fucking screaming at each other. And it's the same on hockey Facebook. And I'm walking around fucking Publix today, and I'm like, what are you saving your money for? 80% of you are going to be dead by the end of business tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, splurge on the good ice cream, Dolores. The fucking clock is ticking. You're running out of time. Who are you saving this for? You know what I mean? It's not right. It's just not right. Buy the Borson, not the fucking store brand. Oh, right? God, you're I'm gonna fucking... be dead in minutes. You might as well have a good roast beef sandwich. <laughs> All right. So I think we're I think we've covered everything. Uh I what I want to do now is I want to play a game. We're gonna play Show Me Your Phone. <laughs> that maybe we'll play that next week. I'll figure out what that game is. Ooh. <laughs> we're gonna play Name That Player. Name that player. All right, I always know, lose this game. You all know how this goes. Everyone loses it. No, everyone wins this game. Everyone always wins it. Um, you guess it on the last question. <laughs> I've tried to make it a little bit. The idea is I give you five clues. You guess the player each round at the end of it. As long as you guess it within the five clues you win. Okay. Um. Are we ready to play? Let's do it. You. All right. Clue number one. This player is a member of the Triple Gold Club, which consists of individuals who have played for teams that have won the Stanley Cup, the Ice Hockey World Championships, and the Olympic Gold Medal. He is one of only two Czech players in the club. Yeah, Riyaga. Brendan? Marion Gabrick. No, he's not Czech. All right, we'll go to the next clue. This player is amongst the career leaders in several major NHL regular season categories. Goals, assists, games played, overtime goals, game-winning goals, even strength goals, power play goals, points per game, and shots on goal. I have the ranking for each one if you want it. Nah. What's the rank in in goal in goals? Fourth. Fourth. All time or by a check? All time. Oh. So I mean, like, I we might know who this is already, but we got to get through the five things because we can't just end it after the first qu- the first uh, clue. Peter Nedved. That's wrong. That's wrong, Dave. <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> Waiting on you, pal. You have a question? You can pass. You can just go to the next one. There's no no harm, no foul. I don't know. All right. As a youth in his native country, 
he kept a photograph of American President Ronald Reagan in his school gradebook as a protest against the policies of the Soviet Union. Oh, um, Dave, you already won. You won after yeah, the first not me, question. It's Yarmy Yager. I Dominic just, Hashik. I, I just have five clues. I tried to like stagger it and you beat it already, but I'm going to go through it because it's interesting. So... Anyone have a guess? <laughs> uh, Jacob Voracek. Steve just has a list of Czech players on his computer right now. Yeah, yeah I just pulled it Marcel up. Dion. <laughs> this player was the first Czechoslovak player to be drafted in the NHL without first having to defect to the West. Oh. Is it Yamir Yager? <laughs> Although, uh, he's a final clue. <laughs> Although he has repeatedly denied that he has a gambling problem, this player <laughs> admitted in 2003 that he settled debts totaling $950,000 with two internet gambling sites between 1998 and 2002. Ooh. Final Is guess. Andre Pallott. <laughs> it's Yaramir Yager. You know, that game did not go... If you got, if you all there couldn't tell, we do not rehearse this at all. That was a complete shot in the dark by me, and I ruined the entire segment. I'd like to formally apologize. No, that's good. I just, I never prepared for someone to guess it so early, so I didn't (laughs) know what to do. So I just powered through. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Remember, visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, rangerthings23, or send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. For Dave Pacheco. I would like all you guys out there and gals out there, let me see your phone. Show, show me your phone. I just want to see your pictures. It's, it's, it's okay. Show me your phone. For Brandon Lyons. Truba, if you're listening, you're definitely listening. Since we're the only pro-Truba podcast, <laughs> I feel like that warrants a, an interview. Or at least, like, come on and do, like, our intro. Like, it was oh, a that would be great. intro. Very fantastic. I, I, you know what? I would much rather have a 20-minute a conversation with you than having an intro spot that I would much rather have just like a 15 or 20 minute conversation with you. We're huge fans, Jake. We love you. I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.